You are now listening to the Checkers Podcast. Checkers podcast. This is episode eight, and it's great. It's up and it's stuck. And I'm your host, AJ Diva. Please believe her. And I'm here with my co-host, Superstar Dre. And we are ready to dive right on in. Let's just check in. Um, first of all, condolences to the family of winston ortiz um he's 18 years old he died after being stabbed three times and then doused with gasoline and set what? aflame in highbridge so yeah highbridge new york yeah where cardi b is from and a boogie and yeah so what in the world what type of crime was this a crazy one wow. like it's the story is still developing um yes, it's just sick condolences to his family um he was taken right across the street to harlem hospital wow in critical condition but later died so definitely condolences to his family um also condolences to the family of maribel rosado morales mm-hmm. this story may hit home for you being that she worked in education but you know, like, a lot of students are learning, like, online. Mm-hmm. It's sad because, you like, you know, like, a lot of kids, like, they go to schools, like, escape, like, their home environment. Absolutely. Especially, like, when it's it's critical at home. Um, this one student was taking his class, like, on Zoom. And basically, like, there was a whole bunch of commotion in the background, like, a lot of curse words. And the teacher, like, muted the um, his Zoom screen. Mm-hmm. And then basically, um, it's said that the other students within the class saw the fatal shooting of Maribel on the Zoom. Oh my goodness. Talk about trauma. Yeah. So it's it's just a lot going on. Like that's in Florida. The teacher said she heard a commotion, heard profanity, which caused her to mute the 10 year old's audio feed to protect the other children from hearing the incident. Child. Adding to the. The effect that the child put her hands to her ears almost immediately after the child put her hands up to mm-hmm. the screen, basically, um, like, letting the teacher know, like, no. something, something went wrong. Something is happening. Yeah, it's critical. There's, like, wow. there's said to believe, like, five other um, children in the household as well. So, definitely condolences to the family of Maribel Rosado Morales. Like, it's just critical out here. Um, I have a Brianna Taylor update. My favorite updates. Yeah, recently. Good stuff. Yeah, I'm hoping that things work out shortly because the family of Brianna Taylor recently had a meeting with the Attorney General of Kentucky, mm-hmm. and they're feeling hopeful after that meeting. So I'm hoping that justice is served soon, and I'll definitely be sure to continue to keep you all updated on that. In better news. Um, <laughs> 
Miss 1017. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Miss Davis. Keisha Kayor. Miss Waist Trainer. Miss mm-hmm. Colored Lipstick. <laughs> it's That's a little... No, no. Rego. <laughs> Not even talk about the lipstick child. Wow. <laughs> Keisha Kaior, Gucci Mane's wife, <laughs> and they're expecting their first child together. But mind you, don't they already have like 10 kids between the two of them? Yeah. So, I didn't even sure. know. She just brought her, um, her daughter a Lambo. And the daughter is like my age or older. Like she looks grown. So I don't know. Keisha is just full of surprises, and I wish her nothing but the they best. They keep the kids private, so I'm really inter- away. I'm really interested to see how this uh, joint child that bridges them together, how that plays out. Will they be like celebrity parents, or are they going to still keep their kids private? I think with this one, it may be a little different. Like, is it giving culture vibes, or what? yeah, it may give culture vibes. You know how gaudy... Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Speak on it. You know how gaudy that they're going to be with that kid? That baby shower? Ugh. Do you remember the wedding? With the six-foot cake and I the can... sword that she used to cut it? <laughs> like, I don't understand why they... I get money and become so ignorant. Hood rich. Hood rich. Yeah, like... Yeah, new money ass. It's crazy. Um... Also, Chrissy Teigen and John Legend are expecting baby number three. Ciao. That's one one thing, thing for sure, two things for certain. Chris, you know how to open them legs, child. and John is gonna shoot that club up. <laughs> okay, <laughs> very fucking clear. Yeah, so definitely congratulations to them. And now let's get into your favorite. Yes, new music. You know, I love some new music Friday. Mm-hmm. All I know is that summer may be coming to an end, but the boy is looking to heat shit back. The lover up boy. For the Yes, lover boy. If you are not on Instagram, Drake has been applying the necessary pressure. He has something coming and he is letting everyone know. So Friday, he dropped a single with Little Dirk called Laugh Now, Cry Later. It also came with a visual, a visual which I love, by the way. I love when Drake gets in his little um, acting bag with the rap. Love it for Mm -hmm. everyone. Um, and he's coming and he's just letting us know that like he had musical he had appearances by KD Odell it was it was a vibe yeah it was a vibe I'm not the song I'm not too crazy about the song itself I was gonna take it there yeah it's not giving like his one of one of his typical singles yeah but it will grow on me uh, but it's not like something I, I have to sit with it a couple more times to yeah. really catch like some of his bars and stuff like that. Um, but it sounds the same. I will say um, the last two singles that he dropped did grow on me. Um, Grease, Grease, grow on me, and yeah. Pop Star is like, eh. yeah. But this one, like, I really wasn't feeling it, and it's just like I don't really like the songs that have to like grow on you because it's just like like it should have hit me when I got it, you know. And then <laughs> yeah, um, listening to it. In the car, I didn't like care for I wasn't it that moved. much. And then I watched the video today, and I was like, okay, like I was more into it. So right. I just have to, you know, I just gotta hear a little bit more. I gotta hear some more of his bars. Um, but I did like the video, like the whole throwback aspect, athletic thing. Like he was, right. he was cute, love it. And Durkio was on it. Yeah, of course. I love me some Durkio. His little line is like going viral about yes, yeah, about Tay, Tay in Atlanta <laughs> like with she the went, wigs. Yeah, yeah, done. Period. <laughs> 
lengthy. Yeah, so that was good. Shout outs to them. Um, hopefully everything. I'm, I'm sure it'll work out for Drake. Like it's I feel Drake. Like he's coming this month. Honestly, he might be dropping this week. Yeah, he has a little like heart in yes, his hairline. Yes, yes. Yeah, this cute little Nike jacket with the heart. He yeah, he's cutting the, up. Yeah, he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Burner Boy also dropped a new project called Twice as Tall. Mm-hmm. I have not gotten a chance to listen to such, but you know the girls love Burner Boy. Love. And so I'm excited. I'll take a listen to see what I can't. I can't wait to see what becomes the new leading single. You know. Yeah. Yay, secrets. You know all that mm-hmm. stuff. You see what's going on. There. Also, this week, Sierra dropped the visuals for her new single, Rooted, and it's dripping melanin, all black, everything. The cover art, she's in like this baby shower chair <laughs> in the middle of nowhere with her two kids, and it's giving big drama. Um, the streets are saying it's a knockoff of Beyonce's visual. African, black is king. yeah black is king yeah I, I skimmed through the visual of this and that's exactly what I felt it's definitely giving that watered down black is king black is king a lower even, budget even down to how it's put together visually of like different still shots and like yeah. movement um to be quite honest Sierra we don't need the music from you period anymore period I like when you do the model thing and the brand ambassador thing. That is your lane. Yeah. The music thing is just I'm Give not it up. for it. Give I want to see you tribute performances. Like I, that's what I want. I don't want anything new music from you. I'm sorry, girl. I just kind of like hate this whole like because like the whole Black Lives Matter movement Child. is trending right now. Like you have these different artists that are like tailoring their music yeah. to cater to that audience. Yeah. And it just doesn't feel authentic. It just, it's just corny and cheesy. It just doesn't sit well with me. But of course, of course, it's getting like promo and then stuff like that because it's you know like it's something yeah. to talk about. But it's just like even um, Trey Songs released a video for a that? song called Circles. Wasn't it like basically it was like three different generations of Black Love, mm-hmm. and he even had them like going like it was a like roundabout. And they're driving around the roundabout. And it was just... taking the circle thing literal. Yeah, literal. And then he did, like, this weird thing where, um, like, the younger couple, they were, like, in a pickup truck. And, like, they were pulled over by the cops. It was giving very much... What's that movie? Queen and Slim. So it was just a lot going on. (laughs) Like, as creators, like, yes, use your art to put forth a message. But do it in a way that is authentic to you. Like... To be honest, like, Trey, I don't come to you to hear about... I don't want to hear about anything socially conscious from you. Period. Keep it in the bedroom. Period. <laughs> like, please. We want like, to hear you ain't shit. Like, like, I wouldn't want to hear Chris Brown sing about black... Save that. Save, like, save that for Kirk Franklin. But it's odd, like, too, because, like, you have people like Lil Baby who, like, put their own twist on it. Yeah, but it's authentic it works, to him, though. You know, like, these people, like... Sierra's looking stupid as fuck with this wig and these glasses. Congratulations to her, though. She did have her baby. When? Shout outs to when. Yeah. <laughs> That's the name of the baby? When. Like W I N? Mm hmm. So, I yeah. I was over here pressing me like, when? When? I'm like, no. She had it two weeks ago. No. <laughs> <laughs> the baby's name is Wynn. Mm, interesting. Very weird. But um, wish Sierra the best of luck. 
Her and her stomach. Yes. Uh, Queen of the South. Mulatto. Mulatto. Big Lotto. Big Lotto. Big. Okay. I love her. I've been following her since she was on the rap TV show with Jermaine Dupri when mm-hmm. she was like young as fuck. She has a new album coming this week. Um, and it's called Queen of the South. And she has a leading single with Gucci Mane called Muwap, where they basically um, cover, they resample Freaky Girl. Yeah, I, I love, love it. it. I, love I actually her. like it. Like her a lot. Um, and shout out to her, though, too, for having um, that freestyle uh, bitch from the South. Like, she's really been running that shit for like the past year and a half. Yeah, my friends told me it's popping in Houston. Like, it's the only thing you basically get. Yes. Like, like, it's totally different. So. I'm excited. I will hear her project. Um, she's actually like one of the young female rappers that really like does the word shit. So yeah, I really like her. Did that. you catch um, this week? There was a lot of talk about like her name. It yeah, was her so name, Mulatto, and, and, and Light Skin Keisha. Keisha. Big Bang Bisha. Yeah, they were saying that names like set set them back and like it stops people from listening to her music. And it's just like a whole yeah. bunch of bullshit. Like, I what? I got something to yeah, like, about. All the Mulan time. has always spoken about her name and why she chose that name. And it was basically just because, like, being in the South and, like, experiencing racism, like, having a black daddy, right. uh, but a white mother and navigating those experiences. So I don't think it's how she explained that she's very aware of, like, her appearance and yeah. how she can come across. And, um,. Yeah, like just shut the fuck up. Everybody got an issue about everything. Yeah, she says that's why like she went as far as to, like play on it with the whole like big lotto. Yeah. So yeah. Absolutely. Um, and so as predicted, WAP, wet ass pussy, has went gold in week one. But how's the billboard charts? Do we know that yet? The billboard charts? I do not know. I think the, the billboard charts is this charts week. Come out Tuesday, yeah. Okay, so I'm definitely I'm I'm gonna see. But if they but if they are number one. I mean, if they're gold, they're in. They're definitely in the fucking top ten. You think so? Yes. We'll see. We'll see. I would, because as I predicted, like there's a whole bunch of backlash around this wet ass pussy song. Oh, child. So for that song to go number one would really tell me a lot again about the current status of hip hop. Yes. Can we really get to that? And. Can we just get right into that? Oh, the backlash? Yes. Started with fucking fat ass CeeLo Green. The crazy one. (laughs) (laughs) He had an interview. um, I don't even know with who, but he essentially. Far Out Magazine. magazine, Yes. And he essentially said that, like, the rapper, like, the the main rapper bitches right now, like Nikki, Cardi, um, Meg, that basically they're using their visibility, their success, their platform to basically like outraunch each other. And it feels he he used the words desperate and shameless and share savagery. Like he used all these buzzwords yeah. um, to describe the type of content that you know these ladies may rap about. And um, he also used the whole, you know, as far as in talking about Nicki Minaj, like she's a role model for young women and, you know, you doing this just looks like he basically says that Cardi and Meg were just trying to outraunch Nicki in some type of way, which was like strange in itself, like because she's pregnant. 
or whatever. He goes, I get it. The independent woman and being in control, the divine femininity and sexual expression. I get it all. But at what cost? And, you know, this hit the timeline and, you know, all of Hotep. Wait, wait a second. There's one excerpt that I definitely want listeners to hear. He said, there was once a time when we were savvy enough to code certain things. We could express to those that it was meant for the style of language we used. But now music is shameless. So I think that was definitely an important part mm-hmm. to you know, get across, but definitely. And then you know, on the timeline, all of the fucking hotel niggas. Oh, oh. oh they couldn't wait. Yeah, this was their time to shine. Oh, child, they was like, yeah, you know, all the city girls, this and that, and blah blah blah. Shut up, your favorite fucking rapper raps <laughs> about fucking shooting niggas, killing folks, selling dope to their community, all type of shit. But the minute a woman want to rap about they fucking pussy and what they do with it. It's big drama. It's really like, it, it's really rooted in like respectability politics mm-hmm. and just policing women. Mm-hmm. This is probably why a lot of women, one, never experience a fucking orgasm Ooh. and don't speak freely about sex and don't explore their sexuality because we've been taught to like be so secretive and, and quiet about that. And it's like, this is why a lot of y'all bitches is not having good sex and why a lot of bitches are angry. Yeah, or end up being gay. Ooh. That's the real tea. But y'all ain't ready for that conversation because I can really put up pull up data to show <laughs> that women is not fucking with y'all niggas, literally. Aye, but aye. You, it's just crazy. But then CeeLo, you know he you know his fat ass. Oh my god. Came back. Not to fat shame. I'm fat shame. <laughs> oppress me I'm going to oppress him back like that's where it's at Mm-mm. he goes um he came back and you know he had to double down he doubled down oh yes honey and oh I need gosh. to read this word for word please this was on Instagram I believe the other day he goes there seems to be a misunderstanding like oh. quote taking from an interview I did a few days ago wow. while promoting my new project oh promo they love the free promo job please Firstly, I am an advocate of artistic freedom and expression, as well as a fan of Nikki, Cardi, and Meg. Mm. I know most of them personally and consider Cardi an offset family. Oh, please. Therefore, I would never disrespect them all as powerful, beautiful, and influential women and professionals. I wholeheartedly apologize to each of them for the inconvenience they have been caused due due to a snippet of my interview being used as a headline Mm. and in turn creating controversy and disconnect between me and these ladies as well as their fans. Know that I support everyone who is a part of our community and culture. Always have and always will. Much love. Blah, 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 blah. Spare me. That was a great PR statement. Spare me. (laughs) It was a great statement. Like, I see where he was going. But however, you said what you said. And that's stamped on. And it wasn't... That headline wasn't far-fetched from what you actually actually said. said, So, just please. And especially given that you said the same thing so many different ways. Like, you meant it. You did. And with this whole thing, like, I will say that I was kind of... Like, I was on the fence mm-hmm. because, like, I didn't completely disagree with him, mm-hmm. but I didn't completely agree with him. Like, I feel like in modern times, like, I feel like now it's getting it's getting weird. Like, every day. simply put, it's getting very weird. Like, I, the other day, I didn't even know, like, Sukihana made music. Mm-hmm. 
Rapper. Yeah, she was She's um ghetto. Ghetto as fuck. And that's I'm glad you said that. You as the woman on this show because like <laughs> I feel like people they don't think ahead. And like I predicted this too, like when the whole Nicki and Cardi thing was happening. Like Nicki Minaj, she was a rapper who like 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 a little Kim. They spoke about these sexual things, but they weren't used really to be scared of the dick. Now I throw lips to the shit. <laughs> handle it like real bitch right so they were saying these things but like i don't really think they were really doing these things you know what i'm saying so it was just it was all music right it was it was it was it was all playground playground you know like it was illusions and fantasy all that i feel like cardi b like when she came in given that she was a stripper prior to didn't really care about music prior to Mm -hmm. like it was she wanted to make money yeah this was an easy way for her to leave the strip club and make money. Mm-hmm. So that was fine. Like, Cardi still wasn't the biggest whore on Sesame Street, you know? So fast forward now. Sukihana, the other day I'm scrolling on Twitter. She's a the lady has her legs open wide and she's playing with her pussy. What? Yes. Sukihana, her only fan, she be fucking um, sampling it on Twitter. <laughs> Promo. Playing with her pussy. Even after the WAP video, she's walking around in her gold um, performance outfit. That she, wop, wop, wop. <laughs> she had one side down, exposing her whole breast. Talking about this, this, and that. Then, fast forward. Like, she's doing all of that, mind you, right? Fast forward, she had the um, YouTube with Cardi. And basically, she was saying, like, y'all have to tax these niggas. That's um, self-worth. That's self-worth. So she got, like, a whole bunch of backlash due to mm-hmm. that statement. And then she yeah. came back, like, yeah, you can't be fucking these niggas for free. And, of course, you got to tax. Like, what the fuck? You got to respect yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, defending this stupid ideology. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I, all in all, like, I just feel like what it's becoming, yeah. aside from the music, is it's disgusting. It's a lifestyle. And, it, and I do understand that it is impressionable to... The youth. Working in a school with you know, young girls who listen to the same type of music that, you know, I indulge myself, they really internalize these things of like, this is how I need to act around men and like to get what I want and X, Y, Z. And so it's very, it's very hard. It's like, how do you teach um, youth that like separate art from, you know, real life and how you should really maneuver, but like also not imposing on, you know, artists, creative freedom and creative of expression. Right. It's very complicated and layered. And yeah, I just, I do think that like, whereas Nikki, Kim, Foxy, like they rapped about shit, but then they also carry themselves in a different type of light. Thank you. Versus other female artists that are up and coming. Like Sukiyan, like she's the extreme. Like she's really out there. That's what I'm saying. And like, like for her really to cuts, exist. Like she really cuts the fuck up. Mm-hmm. And this is before like, I found her because I listened to like some Houston drill, like female drill artists, and she did a couple of songs with her, and I'm like, okay, bitch, you really live that life. Definitely. Like, and even so, and like, I think like a medium between like Sukiana and like Nikki and Foxy is really like the city girls, where they're like, they rap about the shit, mm-hmm. they have experienced some shit, but like they still have like a certain coof. Yeah. And what's crazy too that you bring them up is um, recently. 
um, JT and Suki Hana, they were on live together. Mm-hmm. And Suki was asking her, like, some nasty freak shit. And JT was like, girl, I never did that before. Mm-hmm. And she was like, really? But scratch all that. Like, there's a whole bunch of talks about, like, in terms of um, the influence of, like, this newfound, like, female rapper and pussy mm-hmm. power and all this stuff mm-hmm. on the children. And there's a whole argument about, oh, like, um, you can't expect them to parent your children. It's up to you as a parent to regulate, like, what they consume or not. Like, this stuff is being pushed on the radio. Yeah. Like, this is mainstream now. It's everywhere. You get what I'm saying? So how are it's you supposed to, like, everywhere. really regulate that? Yeah. You know? So it's just, like, that argument is completely voided. Yeah. Like, this whole thing, like, it's... It's getting very crazy. Like, very and strange. what this represents, too, like, Sugihana, like, she's also, like, on OnlyFans. Like, it's mm-hmm. people who are... And she's young. Like, she's younger than us. Hello. And she's, she's like... like, 2021. Just bought a, um... What is that? Bentley? Thank you, OnlyFans. You have these young girls who are in high school deciding whether or not they want to go to college or not. And they see you getting a fucking yeah. $100,000 car off OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. What do you think they're going to want to do? I want some OnlyFans coin in the worst way. But, you know. <laughs> like, what? Like, Which I ain't even knocking your little bit of hustle. It's crazy. I, I want some of that OnlyFans check, it's child. It's really crazy, like, what this... Like, I'm, I'm really afraid of, like, the future and of music. Kids. And raising kids. Yeah. Like, it's really getting extreme. Mm-hmm. Extreme. Like, it's just... I can't. I can't. <laughs> but well, to switch completely gears on the opposite side of the spectrum of music, we have Kanye West is nominated for three gospel awards, including rap hip hop hip hop album of the year for Jesus is King. Um, congrats to him. I was not a fan. I haven't been a fan of you know the last few of Kanye's projects. However, I am happy that he is getting this recognition because God knows what Grant would be coming next if he didn't. That's all I had Yeah. I just... I, like, heard some songs on Jesus is King. I definitely liked a few, but... Kanye and the whole church thing and capitalism. We know what it is. Yeah. We definitely know what it is. Um, I I'm more so happy for the choir and those who mm-hmm. work with him getting this type of recognition. It's definitely a huge deal. Yes. And lastly, in the check-in, LeBron James and a voting rights group has partnered with the L.A. Dodgers to make the Dodger Stadium a polling place for the November general election. Oh. Um, if you guys have not been following the news lately, like, uh, in-person voting has been, like, a hot topic with, like, COVID and, like, all these other things. And so, um, basically, they joined, um, they joined together to basically make this property available, um, I don't know if you guys remember back in June or like late May when we also had to vote in the different little primaries. A lot of like voter suppression happened in different areas just because not every polling site is open. And right. so by having a centralized place like Dodger Stadium um, in L.A. for people to come and vote, that can help encourage people to actually go out there and vote and have a, a a designated place to do so so definitely you know LeBron James doing what he gotta do big thing love it yes and now let's get into our big check portion of the show 
This is where we talk about everything lavish. This is when you have to have the coin, the money. Extravagance. Okay. My big check of the week would definitely have to go to Dwayne Rock Johnson. Sure. He was named Hollywood's highest paid actor for the second year in a row. Okay? So, basically, um, Forbes notes that between June 2019 and June 2020, The Rock raked in up to $87.5 million, pulling in $23.5 million alone from his upcoming role in a Netflix film called Red Notice. So, The Rock... The Rock was in what? He does The Fast and the Furious, right? Yeah, he also does Child. that. And he had a spinoff with that, too, yes. too I think. He is getting the coin. That's why Ty- Tyrese be mad at him. Highest paid actor <laughs> for the second year. Wasn't this nigga a wrestler? That's how he started. I remember like, like child. I remember you know what the rock is cooking? with the people's elbow and the people's eyebrow <laughs> and the people's champ and the people's people. <laughs> These people's paid. Okay. <laughs> it's a big thing. Um, also, you want to talk about the hood rich that went rich rich? Oh my god, <laughs> yo! I love. I really love just to see like people that you find on Instagram and like they dead ass make it. And, do and like things. do really like big things. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to pr- mispronounce her name, but guys, I've been following this girl because she makes like really lavish do rags, velvet. She makes turbans. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called a- Atria Leon. Ataria, Atria, a- something like that. Ataria. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but she's been like making velvet do rags, velvet like she just creates and let's be clear all of her work is selling yes like her you go to her website (laughs) always sold out thank you and please come again (laughs) (laughs) like okay and she has finally opened up her own luxury durac store on melrose melrose like the blacks do not be there period and for you to have a do-rag store. And it's, oh my God, it looks so amazing. It's very sleek, sleek, very minimal. Yes. I love it. I just I just love that, like a black designer, like. And do-rags, like that's do-rags, something for the culture. Turbans, like, like that's all a big types deal. of stuff. I just love that so much. And girl, like just open up the stock a little bit so I can actually purchase something. <laughs> I've been trying to purchase shit for like the last six months. Like, uh, uh. It's always sold out, honey child. Definitely shout out to yeah and also you know i just love rock nation and they are pushing the big check this is like their third week or second week i love them there but in a recent interview um one of rough riders like founder managers um told a story of of um how basically jay-z let dmx leave Def jam without having to pay um anything back to the company Mm. so essentially jay-z cleared um, paid bill. paid the paid the 12 million dollar debt that dmx had at def jam to free him and the reason why i put this in the big check is not just the amount of money but i think it speaks to jay-z's like later mission in life of like financial freedom and like artist independence and like artist independence a lot and so you know not to be too shady but like Compared to, you know, Diddy's past of, like, having niggas in 360 deals like and all real, type of shit. Like, slave owner type shit. You know, there was a time that Jay-Z was the executive over at Def Jam. So, mm-hmm. the fact that he did that just speaks volumes. And I love DMX. And, you know, he always be in financial bonds and child. Yeah. And 
But, you know, that was really dope. So, uh-huh. I was really excited about that. So, yay. It was nice hearing that story. And mm-hmm. now, let's get into the checklist. This is when we talk about everything current. Um, first off, let's just get into the history that has been made. Joe Biden has selected Kamala Harris as his running mate. Child, she is the first black woman, woman. to run on a major political party's presidential ticket. Yes. This is party. a huge deal. Like major. Yeah, I definitely would say this was a power move and a smart one. Like it's I'll definitely be voting for Joe, not to sway anyone's <laughs> vote. <laughs> But to sway everyone's vote. <laughs> right. Yeah, so... But um, you know, child, you know, we can't ever have anything good for long. One thing, for sure, two things for certain. They're going to tear a black woman down. <laughs> they ain't never going to support a black woman. Period. <laughs> and, let, and I'm going to just preface this whole conversation not rooted in my emotions as a black woman and my personal experiences, but just rooted in facts. Tell us. Um, And that's what we're going to start with. So... Yes, Kamala Harris is the VP, um, the running VP for uh, this upcoming election. Am I personally thrilled? Yes, for what it represents. Do I care for Kamala? No. Now, with that being said, though, (laughs) I beg people to, if you are going to be critical and you're going to um, offer political criticism of any candidate have it be rooted in facts and not in your own personal bias ignorance and ignorance and racism and sexism and misogynoir all of that stuff because literally it's disgusting definitely so this all started with a Australian uh, cartoon oh my god it's always the cartoons. Yo, the political cartoons are, are shady racist. as fuck. No, they're, they're like it's just, disgusting. It's racist and nasty. It's really disgusting. And essentially, the visual just basically combined racist and sexist tropes into one. Like what they is basically, it? I haven't seen it. They basically called her a mammy, but a mad black woman, and Aunt Jemima. Like it was what? just, it was just out of this world, and. Unfortunately, as um, as the first black woman candidate for vice president, this is only going to pick up. Oh, yeah. Um, we've seen it done with Michelle, Michelle as the first lady. So just imagine. Like, yeah. And so it's only going to pick up. However, like I said, I want all criticism to be rooted in facts and not in that fucking white male lens of... Ignorance. Like, yes, of, of ignorance. You know, and so Kamala it's has, get worse. Kamala now, you know, to today she used herself as a liberal, right? And that's not always have been the case. Her past is as a prosecutor. She has been very tough on crime, um, especially in California, where essentially she backed a lot of a lot of legislation that led to the mass incarceration of black men. black men i remember right and so there's a lot of criticism for her uh you know in her previous presidential campaign when she ran in 2019 um about criminal justice reform and all these other things so she's speaking a good you know her looking back at um kamala's history as a prosecutor are there contradictions and are there some things that should be highlighted should be 
called out. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. But like I said, do that with an objective lens. Yeah. Right now, the like if you search Kamala Harris on Twitter and bullshit. go through, it's really oh, some fucking nasty ass shit going on. And and honestly, I would I can't even sit here and say that it's just white people because it's also black folks as well. Right. Right. And so black folks, we cannot be rooted in this. Um, oh, I don't really want to vote for her because X, Y and Z. We don't have time to play. Period. I don't know if y'all been around these last four years, but they've been pretty shitty. Period. In this fucking country. And so, yes, Joe, Joe Biden himself is problematic like he has he several racist statements sexual assault very much accusations a bunch of shit and it's unfortunate that our political like system right now is really on some like i need to vote for the lesser of the two evils but yeah get in and get i mean in it's always tune. been that way to get be honest in fucking tune. we cannot afford another four years of trump's bullshit ass america definitely it cannot um, one thing I did find that was dope that um, a lot of black male celebrities like Charlemagne, Diddy, a bunch of people pinned a letter to Joe Biden right. um, advocating for a black woman to be his VP. And it worked. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I knew that Kamala was going to. You know, the Democratic Party loves to give the girls the popular show. So that's what Absolutely. they Absolutely. Yeah. You know, like at the end of the day, like that's what they were going to give us. And I think Diddy and them know that. Like, they kept saying, yeah. like, oh, the black vote won't be free. Da, da, yeah. da, so. I am interested to see, though, um, how this, how they tap into different um, voter groups. I heard them saying something. I don't know too much about, they said that Kamala could tap into, like, the, the Asian vote and all this other stuff. And so. Oh, because she's like. I, yeah, yeah, she's like Indian American. I don't know, something like that. Interesting. So I'm excited to see how, but like the on polls and things like that play out. Mm-hmm. But on paper, like it seems favorable. Yeah. Because given Obama, the first black president, yeah, Joe Biden was his VP, and now Joe Biden as president, Kamala is his VP, the first black female. Like, just, like that would be beautiful to see. I just think that honest. we really don't know what the fuck happened and how Trump ended up being president. So I'm just like the Democratic Party better fucking <laughs> apply pressure with these two fucking candidates. Yeah. And do whatever the fuck y'all needs need to be to done. Do because, you know It gets crazy. Like let me tell you, this whole voting thing, like it it gets rigged. Like that whole scandal shit. Shut up. Have you ever seen scandal? Yes. When they rigged the fucking vote, that shit is real. Yes. I don't give a fuck what nobody says. Like that is real shit. Like it happened with Bush and I feel like it happened with Trump. So I'm not yeah, definitely yeah. Bush because we loved Al Gore. Uh, we loved Al Gore. I don't even. What it's, did y'all do to him? Yeah, like, uh, he, I saw him at the BT Awards. That was the last time I saw <laughs> him. But yeah, yeah, I, I do think that it's. I think as Black people, we should definitely, you know, apply pressure to have Kamala definitely articulate like what is your plan to as far as criminal justice reform in our community because, like I said. Yeah, your presence was felt during these things. Like it's even like she targeted policing in schools with anti truancy and you know basically you know threatening like targeting kids who skip school and right. and threatening them with like punishment and it's a lot of deep rooted stuff. Like 
And I encourage everyone to really read credible source. Yes. And, research. And read multiple sources. And make sure it's well. credible. Yes. And um make sure y'all vote this year. Definitely vote. Right. But like like I said, I feel like these DNC conventions, the one good thing coming out of this like quarantine shit or COVID, whatever, is that things are virtual now. So tune into this shit. Yeah. Right? Definitely. Like, you know, submit your questions. Like, I don't know. Do something. I know I'm going to be tuned in. Um, just because I need to know what the fuck is What's going, going on. on. Child. Now more than ever, like, given this whole pandemic and how the government and the politicians reacted to it, like, we need to make sure that we have a say in who and how they think. Absolutely. When going into politics. Yes, I love that. Yeah, so um, that was... The beginning of the checklist. Now let's get into some more urban <laughs> news. Now let's get to fun shit. Yeah, Birkin Gate continues. Ciao. So I'm gonna be a part of Birkin Gate. It's a big thing. Um, Money Mayweather, his daughter Yaya. I wish she would just blink twice if she needs saving. She needs saving. <laughs> <laughs> she basically um posted on her um. Instagram. Wait a minute. This is getting out of hand. I'm starting to see too many people on this app with Birkins. Like, they're just some regular bags that you can go buy. Some of these Birkins gotta be fake. And I'm not saying everybody's is fake. I'm not trying to be funny. But let's make something crystal clear. For one, you can't just walk into an Hermes store and Mm -hmm. buy a Birkin. You have to be, like, a member in order to buy them. Two, even if you can buy them, you can only buy but so much a year. That's why my dad sometimes goes overseas to purchase them. Mm-hmm. So with this, I just found this very funny. Like this came after the whole like Jada controversy when Birkin Gate started. But <laughs> I definitely have been seeing a lot of Birkin bags. And like what people are even doing too, like they're buying they're buying the fake ones, I could see. Because like even average Joe's are pulling <laughs> up with Birkins. No. Yes, and then they're going to the Hermes store and they're getting the fucking two hundred dollar little um twill scarf lit thing to wrap it around the handle and recording it on Instagram to make it seem like they bought the bag from the store. You get what I'm saying? So I definitely understand. Girls are doing this? They're cutting up. Like wow. I've been seeing this. On my Instagram. Like, my desk is very full. And this is something that's been coming through. <laughs> like, the bat. And they're in the store recording. Because the people, like, I guess they have to, like, do it for you. Like, wrap yeah. the scarf around the handles. And, like, really cutting up. So One thing for sure, two things for certain. Listen, if you, to be a real... A, to be a real designer bitch, like, we know what that looks like. Mm-hmm. Hermes is not a, like... You just don't... Even as a member, you have to be offered a bag. Mm-hmm. Let's be You're real. on the waiting so, list. Sweetie, I cannot. What's the average Joe uptown doing with a Birkin, Birkin bag? bag. Uh, going to the see? fucking clubs. Going to fucking Mama Sushi. <laughs> like. And a Birkin. What? You laying on a fucking twin size bed, but you got a Birkin. A Birkin. It does not add up. Yet you in the store having them wrap this $200 scarf around the handle. Let me tell you something. I love designer bags. However, so, bitch, I would never play myself like this. I don't got it. I don't to got get it. it. I don't got it. I'm not riding around. I'm not walking around with nothing. And also, my body. it does not make sense. <laughs> it doesn't though. Period. 
But that's how I feel though too. At one point, there was a lot of bitches popping up with Chanel bags too, and I'm like. <laughs> Okay. One thing for sure, two things for certain. Them shits was fake. Like I, I don't even gotta ask Christ. Like I, know, <laughs> I just, know. I know. Like, like because it know. was not making sense. Like you barely have a job. How are you affording and a five thousand dollar bag? And I'm like, not for nothing. Like Bergen, like Chanel's are like five. Like maybe you might even find find a Chanel for like three, two. Yeah, on a real real. Right, but Bergen's a, that's a, a big check that's in itself. Ten, that's. 10k okay easy and that's the basic one so yeah um keep it on the playground if you're gonna do it do it right or don't do it at all right okay um let's continue let's talk about how Nas came at Doja Cat (laughs) on his song Ultra Black we going ultra black unapologetic black the opposite of Doja Cat Nas is a cornball. Like I feel like no, 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 no. Because people love to put, especially like these aged rappers, on this high pedestal of oh, like he's so great, he's so great. He's very late. Like you're coming at a female for some bullshit on a fucking chat, and you're supposed to be this hip hop rapper trying to be relevant with the whole Black Lives Matter sound. Talking about ultra black, like Nas, please, please. I feel. Like it was weird. It was just a cute little line. It wasn't cute. It was an attack. And Nas, like, just stop with the rapping. Like, just an attack, really. I would say so. We going ultra black, the opposite of fucking Doja Cat. Like, that was an attack. She was not giving ultra black because you was in the chat rooms with the white supremacy. I don't feel like he he was in a position to come for her. Him being this industry vet, like, you should have just kept him mute and just stop. Child, what would have been a difference if it was like my son or fucking who's my son? Um, fucking he's a rapper. He's like a social socially conscious rapper. He be doing protests and shit. My son or what's the other one? Um, Killer Killer Mike would have said the same thing. It I would not know. be an attack. I feel you, like no, you got some Nas bias. It's probably rooted in fucking Nikki. No, I ain't got time. No, <laughs> I don't got time. <laughs> I don't think that line was really OD. Did Doja Cat respond? She said, um, this song is really offensive. Have you girls heard Wiggles? <laughs> salad. Wait, she, she promoted her own song? She promoted somebody's song. The Wiggles fruit salad. Yummy, yummy, <laughs> yummy, 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 yummy. Yeah. I can't. Yeah, but I just feel like Nas, like, given his status. Do- I'm, I'm sorry, but Doja, you gotta feel this because you know why? <laughs> the girls really loved you. Like, the black girls really loved your weird ass. And this is what you do it. And to know that you're still in those chats about these are my friends. I just feel like Nas wasn't the person that actually went there with her. And especially yeah. given, like, Nas hasn't had nothing good in years. <laughs> Since one mic. I'm reading her comments that I'm so offended and upset by this song. Have you guys heard Fruit Salad by the Wiggles? <laughs> Fruit Salad. Yummy, yummy. <laughs> you are not offended by shit, bitch. And you know. It was you, an attack, but she's I trying to play the high role. I will I will give you this, though. I do think he's a bit too late to be mentioning it. Thank you. That should happen back in May. However, though, he might have recorded this back then and it's just now coming out, so I'm going to just give him that. Spare me, Nas. Nazir. <laughs> Stop it. I just wow. want him to pack it up. Like, all these old school rap, like, there needs to be a time limit. Like, after a certain point, like, you can't release the music anymore because nobody wants to hear it. 
I don't want to hear it. Well, I mean, that's another conversation about how basically hip hop don't let artists age. Like, you know they what I mean? Like the, only, the only successful, like, I'm not going to say only, but like, artist, like hip hop artist that is able to like maintain their level of, of, of success is that as Jay Z. Like, he can still put out music and still go platinum. Yeah, I would say so. I definitely and would. Wayne, Wayne, Wayne is up there, and Wayne is not even that old, but he's been in the game so long. And he put out so much projects. Yeah, but whatever. That's not the conversation. Yeah, Nas needs to pack it up. Like it's over. It's done. Okay, we heard you. Damn. Like I'm really just. He got mass appeal. He got he got other things going Does on. Does he music. have mass appeal? Mm-hmm. Mass appeal. He signed Dave East, but. Mm. Mm. Whatever. While we talking about the dinosaur era of things, let's talk about little Kim. <laughs> <laughs> she recently had a sit down with um Fat Joe. Why the fuck is Fat Joe talking to people? Everybody want 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 a platform job. I think that's the shelf place for um fucking rappers. Like have a podcast, have yeah, a radio I think show. Athletes too. Athletes when they retire, Gotta they be. do. They do commentary. Gotta be. Um, Even though, but some of them have a natural talent, like like Dwayne Wade. Great, love that for you. Yeah. Like Joe Budden, I love you on a podcast. Yes. That's great. And Nicki Minaj, I love you on a podcast. Yes. That's great. Except when she's being the messy thing. Like, I like when she's actually like, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, but I don't. Even though Fat Joe. He has a lot of industry connections and relationships with people that I wouldn't, I would listen to a podcast with him. Just because of the connection. Yeah, just because he, I, like, he has real life, deep relationships with a lot of different You're people right. that you wouldn't even expect. You're right. You're absolutely right. Like he gives me like the the male, male Monica. Monica. Monica is very friendly. Oh, he was. Not, I was saying he was giving me the male version of Age Martinez. Oh, a little bit. Because really? he really always has some like wild story, but like these random ass celebrities, and you'd be like, "How the fuck would y'all even right. link, link up?" Like, yeah, there's always some shit. But anyways, that makes sense. Thing. I would do that. Yeah, mm-hmm. he had a um a Facetime with Little Kim, and she was like in the car with her nigga that she got back with um her baby father. Sure. And he was talking about a series of things. One being um, Notori Naughton playing her in Biggie. She really hate that brown she girl. She hate that brown girl. Like, really hate her. It's getting self-hate at this point. Definitely. She, that, that movie came out how many years ago? And she's still upset about it. Like, as soon as he said, like, the Biggie movie, like, her wig got in a bunch. Like, it was serious. <laughs> but she tries to, like, play it off. Like, it wasn't about, like, the brown skin or whatever. Mm-hmm. Even though, like, she's on fucking tape saying, like... Crying. About the skin color. <laughs> but she was, like, how she would have went to Brooklyn and picked out a little brown skin girl who understands who little Kim is, who gets what it is, what it's like to grow up in Brooklyn, all this Shut other up. stuff. And then, like, she, like, went on about that. And I was just like, Kim, like, please, please. Also, I just think that it's just mad insulting. And this is what, this really be my issue with these women in the industry. Because y'all be all for women until, y'all be all for women until it's really time to really support women. Like, I I think it's problematic that she cried about how Nikki never gave her homage Right. I'm gonna get to that. She cried about how Nikki never paid her homage, but Notori was picked to do this role, and you ain't never send no light, no shine to this girl. It's been all hate. Like it's <laughs> really bad. And also, you like, come on, 
what the fuck? What like, is wrong with you? It was really you? just yeah. weird. It's really self-hate because you done fucking bleached your face and, and botched your fucking nose. And you was a pretty brown girl. A pretty brown girl. Like, very you gave pretty. gave the girls many looks. Looks many. that I still want to re-recreate. And she's still living in the past with those looks that she can no longer deliver. Because you're fit. Never mind. Because it's been a couple pictures you looking like Casper in the face. It's very much giving Jigsaw. <laughs> <laughs> She also went on because um, Fat Joe basically was saying like, oh, like you're like in the DNA of this whole like female rap Mm -hmm. shit. Do you feel like you've been given your flowers? She was like, no. Oh my god! And I'm like, please play the clips where Nicki has really fucking begged her up for like five years before she got on. Right, like I've seen that, but aside from that, like aside from Nikki and her, because that's like some next level shit. Like it's been plenty of other females. Like, JT had a fucking song where she shouts her out on the mm-hmm. hook. Like Cardi B. Remy, all the bitches that you high key key with, you don't think that they never gave you flowers? You had a mad fucking shit on um, Black Girls Rock. Like, remember when um, Tiana Taylor gave the, yeah. gave the tribute? Mm-hmm. You really don't think you got your flowers yet? Like, what do you want? She wants to really go down as Queen B, but she's becoming very unbecoming at this point. So, because so it's like it. I love, like I respect the history, everything that you did, but it's like, what more do you want? But in all reality, too, like what people do you want somebody to do. People love to like big up little Kim, and I don't know if I grew up in the wrong era, but I just feel like even looking back at her path, like she opened doors, yes, but I feel like a large part of that was Biggie. Like he wrote most yeah. of her hit songs. He wrote like the other day. I fucking heard him on a demo for Queen Bitch, mm-hmm. word for word. It's all him. Wow. Word for word, and it's like Kim. Like what exactly? Like were you really writing? Because after he died, you haven't been able to like recover. But niggas is mad at fucking Nikki because she said that she write all her shit. Child, you mad at everybody? You should be mad at yourself, Kim. Like yeah, honestly, like what have what you else done? What are you supposed to do? Like I, you supposed to throw a parade for you every day? And glorify your surgeries? Like, what What do you want? What is happening? Like, what do you really want? Um, moving forward, let's talk about 6 9 and how he's Mr. causing... Daniel. Daniel, <laughs> Daniel Hernandez. Danny. <laughs> he is causing a ruckus what in the streets. Um, I'm telling you, you better count his days. <sighs> I think I'm on, like, 26 right now. <laughs> like, it's... Big drama with this man. Like I'm, like whenever I see video, I think I'm gonna unfollow him. Like you did. You should. Whenever I you see really video, protect your mental space. I like my anxiety shoots up. <laughs> like really shoots up because I'm just like you don't know what's going to happen. The other day, um, I think one of the Treyway boys like saw him on the street and like lunged at him and like he got in a tussle with one of the security guards. And I think I don't know, like something happened. Like six nine's arm was like fractured. His arm My was like. I know probably do it for Louis Bell. He <laughs> <laughs> don't know nothing else. It was a big I, thing. I keep t- y'all not gonna feel me until y'all see it, but I'm like I'm really not even very, putting that out in the air. But I'm just letting it's you out know. in the air. I don't even think it's just you. Like it's so many I'm just other telling people you right now. Whoever the fuck on security, like he's not the fucking president. Yo, niggas is not with it to really be doing the most for this nigga. Yeah. Like it's gonna get tiring. Like it's... even before when he was, before he got arrested, and he was doing all that dumb shit dancing in between his 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 security guards. They was tight. Like we gotta nah, monitor be tight this too. nigga all day. That's what y'all wanna do for money, like. Chill. 
it got real scary mm-hmm. because basically I guess like this one of the um, security guards were armed and like the Treyway goon was like don't shoot don't shoot so 6ix9ine like posted the video and was like don't shoot don't shoot with a whole bunch of crying emojis and then quoted give me my phone and then you know his bottle girl turned girlfriend Jade she commented clout chasing get you shot then you want to start screaming black lives matter so of course like people were up in arms like regarding her Mm -hmm. comment and like looping in the black lives matter movement into it but to be like he's really living life on the edge but you know what what also gets me tight is that you out in public and because you know the attention you attract you're putting other people in jeopardy and literally like normal civilians who don't even give a fuck about you are on danger because literally like all it takes is like a stray bullet and done but he like recently went from New York to LA and of course he's recording everything Mm -hmm. he like went to um I think Nipsey's store and like took a picture in front of the the mural it's just getting very weird cause it's just like what's the point like he even went as far as to fucking post pop smoke he's gonna be like oh I know you wouldn't agree with what I did but I wanted to pay respects to stop doing that and especially it was his birthday yesterday Happy belated birthday. Yes. To fucking the king, Nipsey Hussle. Like, why the fuck would you do that? It's terrible. It, it's real terrible. Like, it, it... counts your fucking days. And especially given that, like, Nipsey died from a snitch. Like, you know, like... Because Nipsey was like, where's the, the fuck fucking out paperwork? Of here. Like, like, get the fuck out of here. Basically. So, it's just really sad. Okay. Um, also, he, like, recently posted on his um, stories... To the gangsters across the world, you rather be dead or have security. And he, like, created, like, a little poll. So, it's just getting... Like, I, I like him as an artist. Like, this whole, like, trolling and, like, trying to glorify the rat and all that, like... And then going from state to state doing it, like, that's the part that, like, really... It gets me. And it's very dangerous. It gets me just because, like I said, if Daniel was not an artist, like, he would not have this luxury of how he got out of jail and blah, 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 and be moving the way he was moving. Nigga, you would be in fucking, in the middle, in middle fucking America, on a farm, with a whole new social and everything. I don't understand. Yeah. Because real life, like, you cannot come back to where you're from and, and really be same. operating like that. Like, nigga, so, you, like I said, count your fucking days. But like, I feel like... You trolling day in and day out, you are bringing more than that. And you know what's so crazy? After everything, the wise decision for him would to be... Stop bringing forth negativity. And he... he you did not learn from the first time? He didn't. And, like, that's the sad part for me because I'm really here thinking, like, oh, like, he was going to get out and, like, change his life. Still be a fucking clown. Or, like, focus on the music. Like, to really be out here, like, touring and trolling. trolling. Why are you doing that? And, like, even Jade, like, aren't you afraid? And you have a daughter. Yeah, because like all it you takes. You ride around with motherfucking matching rip. You be. I'm t- Listen. All it takes is a stray bullet. And I feel like. All that, it takes is for somebody to give up his motherfucking location. Listen, you had to move before when you was on house arrest because niggas found out way where he was at. But I think now, like, he's moving a little smarter because he's not videoing anything, like, in the house. Like, if he's on the street. Like, I feel like even the street videos are being done, like, he's posting them, like, way after he leaves. 
which is a little smarter, but it's still like you should not be on the street. You get what I'm saying? Like all it takes is one call or like somebody will have that shit in their fucking trunk. Hmm. So yeah, like I don't even want to waste prayers on six nine at this point. Oh, I wish, the yeah, I really wish him the best. Um, damn, I missed it, but honorable big check to Brandon. Brandon? You know that little boy, little black boy, and he'd be like, "Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it, sweetheart." Yeah, don't worry about it, sweetheart. He got a um partnership with Invisalign. What? To do that that same exact skit like in a commercial. So yeah. Black boy joy, and I love that. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it, sweetheart. This that splat. <laughs> this that splat. Yeah. So shout out to him. Um, let's talk real quick. You know, like verses has been a thing. Um, mm-hmm. Romeo Miller, who's this big boss <laughs> these days, he basically um posted on social media the other day about instead of participating in a versus battle, he will be doing a documentary highlighting the careers of both him and Bow Wow. So mm-hmm. that's something that's going to be great. Um, he basically noted that he helped to save his father's empire. <gasps> yeah, he so... so pretentious. I don't know if you guys watch Growing Up Hip Hop. I haven't. But he's a fucking prick. He is so pretentious. He wants to be just like his fucking father. Let's be clear. Roman, you're not a boss. He's not. You're not. Like, as much as your dad wants to push that onto you, you're not it. Because <laughs> your dad comes around and you fucking clam up. Okay? And you let your daddy run everything about you. Yikes. So you can never be a boss if you're operating like that. Yikes. And he's hotep. He is? Yes. Because, like, it was this whole thing of, like, him and Angela possibly exploring the idea of dating and then it comes out he's like oh I don't like the pictures that you post and bikinis and this and that shut the fuck up she's been doing that since doing Doing that yeah Romeo is definitely strange for he's oh my god but you know what he's a Leo so it's expected Mm -hmm. you know like yeah his birthday is August 19th so he's kind of on the cusp of Leo and Virgo definitely strange fruit I feel like those people aren't necessarily leaders they're more so followers Mm -hmm. from what I've gathered from people who have that I can't speak to Leo I think Leo women are definitely leaders the men are child yeah but Romeo like he's definitely not a leader and he's just I don't know. Like, I don't even think this documentary is going to be good. Like, Also, you know what? It, and I don't really know how to correctly say this. Say it. Just say it wrong. Like, I just feel like, why must you... Like, I think Rome, like that whole Miller family, they always want to be like, my own, my own. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's like, what's the problem with doing the fucking verses? You can do the verses and do the documentary. Yeah. I think the uh, verses actually give you more shine because nigga, who's really checking for you? Like Bow Wow is very much so still relevant because he be engaged in on social media, blah blah blah. But Romeo, you don't come across my desk. Yeah. Much. I don't even remember his music to be honest. Do you? No. <laughs> I don't remember much at all. I don't remember I don't any know, Romeo song. Let me hold you. <laughs> I don't remember. Bow Wow is relevant. I think like he was Mr. One O, Mr. One O Six and Park, everything like acting. you should really leverage the versus thing to get more eyes on you and then do your documentary. TBH, I think he's actually afraid because like Where's we the catalog, and we consume 
music. What's the catalog? And we don't recall anything from Romeo. Like, I really couldn't give you a song to save my life. I don't, I can't give you a hook, a verse, a thing, a bridge. Nothing. An ad lib. Nothing. Thing, so I think he's actually afraid. Like you know, BT is stupid, and maybe fucking <laughs> sipping that masterpiece sauce. So I think they really just cut the check, and it just made more sense that way. Sure. So I do think he's like actually afraid to go toe to toe with Bow Wow because Quiet is kept like Bow Wow would eat his food. Quiet is kept like Bow Wow. Well, niggas is food. Period. Like <laughs> Bow Wow would really eat his food. Like especially like. Now, like us looking back, like we that's we want bow wow, and that's period. On that, but whatever. Yeah, keep it on the playground, Romeo. Um, I feel like Romeo is gonna die single with no kids. Why would you say that? Because he's so busy being on his daddy's dick. Yes, like oh my god, <laughs> it's real sad. Like he really do. Like he wants to. He like, be oh, and my father. Like I was watching this video where um because. Master P had came up with them bum ass fucking noodles. Like, really got ramen. Like, cool yourself, yeah, please. And he was talking so, and my father, and that's why I have to glorify him because my father, and he made it out, and my father. Like, calm down. Man, shut the fuck calm up. Calm down. Care about you and your fucking father. Calm down. Master P, so, 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 the shocker. Like, y'all please. have that time, please. Please. And was a quick second. Please. Very much so, but <sighs> whatever. I want to talk about Lauren Hill. Yeah, how? She don't show up for concerts on time, but she shows up to whip her kids' ass. One thing for sure, two things for certain. Okay. They gonna get laid the fuck out. Nah, this is not funny, y'all. I, 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 we're gonna we're gonna be serious. Let's dress back. Yeah, let's just sorry, y'all. But so this past week, um, I hope I'm pronouncing her name right. Sela Marley, Lauren Hill's daughter. Sela, Sela, Sela. Same thing. Sela, sure. She. She um, admitted, uh, well, she revealed that she has endured childhood trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, and she basically details her experience about being being beaten by a belt and other traumas um, at the hands of Miss Lauren Hill. Aye, aye, aye. Um, and what was interesting was to see Lauren's response to this. Um, and so she responded via Facebook because, you know, because you know that's the old bitches love Facebook. Old heads love Facebook, <laughs> so you had to get in tune. Aye, aye, aye. And I'm gonna just read a couple of excerpts um, of things. And so she starts with Sila has every right to express herself. I encourage it, but she also got the dis- the discipline that black children get because we were we are held to a different standard. Okay. The discipline was seen through the lens of a young child who also had no place to reconcile me as a mom and me as a larger-than-life public figure. It took me a while to realize that my children and probably everyone who knew me saw me in this duality. To me, I am just me. If I am guilty of anything, it is disciplining in anger, not in disciplining. She was a little wordplay there. Yeah. And then, you know, Lauren Hill had to respond to, you know, there was a lot of backlash um, and criticism of her parenting, and she goes, "If you come for me, come for your own mama and those absent fathers. What? Come for them too. Your grandparents, your great grandparents, your great 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 grandparents." And she goes on and on. Caribbean parents, African parents, and everyone else damaged and judged for being black and forced to conform and assimilate to Western standards of order shaped through the filter and lens of anti-blackness. 
It's a lot to unpack. It's a lot to unpack, but I definitely want to put the focus on um, the absent father because she, like, really went off on that. Mm -hmm. Like, she even went as far as to say, like, oh, um, she, like, called her father, who is Bob Marley's son, Mm -hmm. Rohan Marley. Mm -hmm. And she basically, Sayla, Mm -hmm. was saying, like, Dad, like, why weren't you there? Like, Mm-hmm. You know, and like she like broke down. She was saying like on the phone, yeah, because she just couldn't like even put her feelings into words. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's important to transition over into our checkpoint of the week, which is building yourself up from an imperfect foundation. That being like your parents, mm-hmm. you know, like um, to connect it. I even saw P Valley this week Child. that you told me about that's the girls going honey oh my gosh it was awesome um p valley a part that i really wanted to connect was with mercedes spoiler alert so mercedes basically she's a stripper i believe she's like 25 or yeah she's a veteran stripper veteran stripper at 25 and she basically wanted to leave the strip club. She had like a plan to leave the strip club mm-hmm. and, and start her own, own like dance majorette, like a gym. Studio. Yeah. So she like saved up all of the money that she earned at the strip club, mm-hmm. and her mother was basically like a, a reformed Christian mm-hmm. pastor. Yeah. And basically, she needed money from Mercedes to like get like a loan for the church. Blah 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 yeah, blah blah. blah. Yeah. And then um, Mercedes, like, went to her mother to ask for the money. And then the mother told her that she had used the money to open up her own church. And the gag is, is the same, the location of the church is the same studio that she was using that, that Mercedes wanted to buy for, her, for gym. her gym. So it's like all of her dreams were completely crushed due to this. Mm-hmm. And, like, basically, like, she had, like, no other choice. Like, but not to get into that. But I felt like that was a great point to tie into this because it's just like I feel like there's an issue with like our parents you know like we expect them to be these perfect people mm-hmm. and an ideal situation like you come from an ideal situation like a mom and a dad mm-hmm. and I feel like oftentimes like the ones like me who don't come from that situation like I just feel like life is harder and, like, it's harder to, like, build yourself up. It's harder to actually, like, become something in life because you have so many obstacles mm-hmm. against you. Mm-hmm. You know, like, in the case of Sayla, like, she, she's the daughter of Lauren Hill. Right. She's no stranger to coin. Mm-hmm. However, like, she was still missing that father figure, which is, like, still something that bothers her. Yeah. So that's, like, on surface level. Like, I think about it on, like, a grander scale, like... Like, for me growing up with just, like, a mother and, like, my father being incarcerated, like, I just felt like everything was harder than it should be, you know? And I was, I was even, like, looking at this, um, this video of this girl, like, I was just on YouTube and she was basically saying, like, how, um, like, she makes, like, 200000 a year and, like, how her parents granted her the best gift of life so they paid for her to go to college like she has no debt Mm -hmm. and I was just like if I had like that luxury like I would be so much better off in life you know Mm -hmm. and like I know like it's certain people from like even a dual household who don't have that luxury yeah but it's still like 
like, I just feel like it's so many obstacles, like, when you're trying to build yourself up from that imperfect foundation. Yeah, I definitely think um, there's a lot of, I think, being a black child yes. is an obstacle within itself, right? This and is it true. It feel like that. And so when you add on other things of, like, household makeup and, like, you know, household income and where you live and right. the school that you go to and you know, the type of experiences that you get to have, it really plays a part. Speaking back to, like, Lauren and the whole discipline thing of, like, you know, that being rooted in, like, Mm anti-blackness and, you know, we are essentially, like, taught, like, hey, this is how you should discipline your kid in order to maintain order or they're going to be disrespectful or unruly or, you know, like, they're not going to respect you in any type of way. Um... I think even in a two-parent household, I found that, you know, me being the youngest child, that there's still things that my parents just don't know. Right. Right? And so, um, as much as they've shared their insights with me, there are some things that are just rooted in that, like, black, like, that anti-blackness of, like, no, this is how you should carry yourself because this right. is how you are going to be perceived and X, Y, Z. Like, even small things of, like, for instance, I used to have my nose pierced. My nose piercing just recently came out, and I'm really upset. But <laughs> my mom swore that I would never get hired for a job if I had a nose piercing. <laughs> what? And and it's just like even things of like you know discussing your sexuality and like explaining to my parents that like I date who I date, right? I don't necessarily like label myself one thing or another. Right. It's like I might bring home a guy, I might bring home a girl. Right this is what it's happening like you are forcing me to label myself but I just necessarily don't adhere to that because definitely it changes like the I, world is I'm totally not. different but also to I think another part of the whole like building yourself up from an imperfect um, foundation comes from like your parents like placing their goals on you. you. Yes. Like, I was watching that same um, video on YouTube Mm -hmm. with the girl who her parents, like, paid off her loans. Mm -hmm. And they gave her three options. You could be a doctor, a lawyer, or a disgrace. (laughs) Like, that's the three options that she had. Yeah. So, it's just, like, even with that, like, you don't really have flexibility to even find out what you love, find out what pushes you, who you are. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just, like, you're forced to confine yourself within their boundaries and also as kids too is like you feel pressure to achieve these different things because it makes your parents feel like they did something right. wrong wrong right. right or wrong right right or wrong right? right so like for me i have two siblings two older siblings and for me i felt a lot of pressure of like okay like i was the first one to say like yes i did want to go to college and like granted i didn't know what college life and what that experience was going to look like for me. Like, my parents are not college grads. And right. so, I'm experiencing everything new. By yourself. By myself. And it's like, yes, even though I have two parents there, but they're not able to support me in a way that I need to because it's like, I need guidance. Right. But they also don't know much How? about what this is either, right? And so, figuring that out is very difficult. Like, when, when we talk about like just holding on to like the college thing of like first gen graduates like that's really real yeah like being a first gen graduate like that is a certain type of pressure it's just a certain type of honor too to like be that that yes yeah but i will say too like it 
it's like other things that like come out when you think about like building yourself up from an mm-hmm. improper foundation. And one of those things I would say is just like creating the boundaries and knowing that your parent isn't like that perfect person, especially like when you grow up and you realize like when they start looking at you as like an adult and looking at you as someone who's like mm-hmm. supposed to lessen their burden, it, it it does get a little hazy, you know, yeah. like even to take it back to um, P Valley, Mercedes even mentioned that um, her mother like basically like put bills in her name at three. Child. And that is a frequent practice. You know, in the black community, like the Con Ed bill being a six month year old name child, and it's like the, 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 the fucking cable bill. When you're at that age, and then like you know, they fuck up your credit when you get to a certain age, mm-hmm. and you realize like, oh, X, Y, and Z, like, you oh, your mom that. already ruined your credit. So it's just like little stuff like that. I think definitely also plays a role. Yeah. And it's just like overall, like even me being from a single parent household going to college and like coming back from college expected to just get a job and be able to like take care of X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like it, it comes with a lot and it's yeah. a lot of like anxiety and pressure because it's just like, especially, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't leave room for any mishaps or any missteps or growth. Yeah. And when you do experience those like obstacles, it's like, I either got to shake or I'm like, it's either like really on some like sink or swim type shit. Basically, basically, like, I remember like the when the pressure I'm, really be on, on and and stay on. Mm-hmm. Like it's really serious. I remember when, like I first graduated. When I first graduated, like I moved to LA. Mm-hmm. I was there for like a month. Like I wanted to like get a job. Like I wanted everything new. Mm-hmm. And I also like wanted to get away from like my mother and like mm-hmm. my whole family. Basically, I just wanted mm-hmm. to start fresh with my degree. And, like, I, like, broke down and started, like, crying because it was just, like, like, it wasn't something that was verbally, like, said to me. Like, oh, like, you need to, like, be able to, like, step up and be able to, like, take care of certain things. But, like, it's something that I felt. Yeah. And it was just, like, I couldn't live up to that. Mm -hmm. So I had to, like, set that boundary and, like, separate myself from that. Absolutely. And, like... LA didn't work out for me so I ended up coming back to New York and like I was in my mom's house and like she wanted me to like start paying bills and stuff like that Mm -hmm. I started like working Mm -hmm. and like the vision that I had for myself versus the vision that she had for me was totally different yeah so for me to like preserve my sanity and to also like start growing I had to like move out. Absolutely. So I like sold my dog <laughs> when I had like the big yes. pool. I had to like sell him. I had to like start just saving up every check that I had and just like put a plan in place to move out. Mm-hmm. And like since then, I've just been on my own. Mm-hmm. But I will say that that definitely like impacted our relationship. But it was something that I needed to do. And like I feel like this was a great topic to touch on, like building yourself up from an imperfect foundation because I think. And growing, like, I think it's very important because a lot of people that I even know personally, like, they have, like, this connection to their family. Like, you can't think about yourself. You have to think as a collective. Yeah. And I think it's very important, like, when you're growing to separate the two. Mm -hmm. You know, separate your family from yourself. Um, Separate your relationships, like, your personal 
relationships mm-hmm. with from your family like you need to like maintain a sense of individuality yes and I think that's the best way to grow and also to let go of the trauma that you faced when you were a child mm-hmm. because it's just like if you don't like that trauma will constantly resurface and it's just like things that you should have let go or grown out of it's still becoming an issue yeah you know so and I feel like too life has a funny way of if you don't if you don't grow up like oh, life will grow you up oh it will you know and so you're not gonna like that way and it'll be the worst way possible because you'll look at people those times that life had to really grow me up I hated it yeah you'll not look fun. at those people that you're supposed to love like I hate you mm-hmm. you know so it's like thankfully like I was able to like push myself so I can like separate from my family and actually look at them from an objective lens mm-hmm. to know like hey like my mom like she was the only one that we had you know like that one check that she was getting from doing hair had to go towards light cable bill kind of the same rent rent grocery grocery clothes clothes. and still gotta have something to carry on and she also had to pay like the beauty salon like bills with that Mm -hmm. and it was three months of feet yeah you know so i'm able to like look at it from that lens like she really didn't have time to be a mother yeah you know, like she had to like keep the ball rolling and stuff like that. I think when we, um, I think like I've come to that similar like awakening because there's like a couple things. Like I said, growing even growing up in a two two parent household, like things were not always perfect. Yeah, right. And so a lot of the, uh, some of the things that you know, like my parents have done, like. One thing that really, like, stuck with me as I, once I became, like, older and got situated in my first job and whatever is, like, money management. Oh. Financials, Uh right? And so, like, I spent, while I never wanted for anything in my childhood, I, my parents didn't necessarily hide that, like, they lived check from check, right? Right. And so, for me, a a big part of, like, my security as an adult is, like, having money for, like, just in case. That cushion. Yeah. Of, like, if I choose to quit today or if I get laid off tomorrow, you know, I have a nice little chunk of change that's going to hold me over for an extended period of time, right? Definitely. Also, just, like, the thing of, like, you know, being able to purchase things without not... without not paying a bill right right like do i want this product bag or do i want my phone bill like what do i want right right and so little little things like that even like as far as like communication and how you choose to communicate with people speaks volumes like i think sometimes like my mom was guilty of like talking at me right versus with me and my dad i'm able to have a conversation with him about if something he did bothered me or you know definitely something like that um, and it's just little things that I think makes up our adult person. Yes. Um, what I found recently is that, like, honestly, a lot of us have childhood trauma. That's what I'm saying. Like, like, a lot of us has childhood trauma, and it's coming out in our adult in years, other ways, in, other, in like other ways that you wouldn't even think, think to make these connections to. But the connections are there. Yeah, and it's very important to like do that work and just really self-reflect take time to think about hey why does this affect me in this type of way right what do these feelings mean when i feel a certain type of way about this or x y and z or how i go about 
navigating these types of relationships or a lot of things, you know? So yeah. self-reflection. It's important. very important. And if you're not journaling, like I strongly encourage you guys to do that. Like I recently brought this journal called um, something about like manifestation. Mm-hmm. And like one of the questions that I still haven't like gotten to is how have I been let down in life? Mm. With a question mark. And they give you like four lines to answer the <laughs> question. And like it's something I had to like look at and then walk away because mm-hmm. it's just like very heavy. Very heavy. And I feel like it's loaded. Yes. Because I feel like those ways that have been like let down are ways it's gonna like oh. come back and like impact other relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, because I can say like when I was younger, like there's been plenty of times when like I got into like trouble or like something happened and like I think as a child is when I knew that like my mother doesn't have a cape you know like she's not just gonna come in and be able to like save the day yeah you know like there are things that she can't control there's are thing there are things that she can't save you from yeah so I feel like from young like I always had like this this individual like mindset Mm -hmm. and also to like given like she came here like very young Mm -hmm. and she like still doesn't really like understand like a lot of things Mm -hmm. so I pretty much had to like grow up to like help her very quickly so like I kind of like gained like I was never really a child (laughs) basically as (laughs) Tiffany New York Pollard. Pollard would say, I was never really born. I was just, I just came out and I was just always in the known. I've always been in the known. <laughs> so that's also something like I know how to navigate a storm. You know, like it may take me a while to, but I know how to navigate. And I think all of that came from growing up Definitely. from an imperfect foundation. Mm-hmm. You know, so if I was supposed to go back and like choose to, to have like a perfect parent versus what I had. I would probably want somewhere in the middle. Yeah. You know, like, I don't yeah. want, like, I don't want to be, like, fucking Diddy sons who don't have a blues clue of what's oh, going child. on. You know, like... A fucking clue. You know, so I I would want to be somewhere in the middle. Like, I, I want to be able to navigate storms, yeah. but I also want to have certain luxuries. Luxuries and certain you know? resources and support systems in place. Yes. Because, like, even, like, when I went to college and, like, I had a couple friends too like they had no worries meanwhile i'm fucking figuring out like how i'm gonna get financial aid like am i gonna get work study like all of these things and they're like yeah my mom paid for that and i'm just like must be nice you know so it's just like certain things were like i had to work for a lot of things which made me like appreciate things more and also like believe in myself Mm -hmm. so i think um like it all ties into building yourself up from an imperfect foundation. Absolutely. And I think um, it's definitely an important topic for us all to have. And Very important conversation. If you all have any feedback, feel free to check in with us. Yeah. To lighten the mood a bit. Tell us. Um, you know, I was on the Facebook. Yes, child. But it came from Twitter. Um, this woman on Twitter tweeted... Uh, Men only give us women some relationship advice. And so men have been responding Yikes. with a bunch of things. And 
I don't know if it's the tomboy in me, but I'm very much so aligned to some of the things that were shared. Oh my god! I think some of the things should just be um, common sense. But you know, whatever. One of them said, "He gonna cheat if he want to. It's never your fault." Simple, ladies. This is true. Listen. Stop accepting. Another gentleman said, "Stop accepting. This is just who I am." Oh. <laughs> okay. Another one said a nigga will dead ass treat you exactly how he feels about you. This is true. Stop me when I'm reading lots because this is But I will say but um Oh, this was a favorite one of mine. Tell me, tell me, tell me. If he's not good with his children and the mother of his kids, guess who's next? You <laughs> <laughs> That's a fact. But I will say, but yeah, whole, just gotta read the room. Y'all do read between the lines. <laughs> okay, let's let's look at the context here, sweetie. But I will say, well, when they say this is who they are, like you definitely need to believe them. You, that part because please. I feel like a lot of people like they create like oh like I'll be able to fix him and I'll fix her and da 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 da, and then she continues being or he continues being toxic as fuck. Fab told y'all you cannot change these niggas. Save that change for the meter. Period. He said that back in like 2012. That is all facts. It, like it's just, all facts. Like you cannot one, change anybody but yourself. So it's like you meet somebody and they start showing you who they are. Like leave them alone if it doesn't align with who you are. And that's on that. Another one, one of another favorite one of mine was don't lose yourself. Don't lose your friends. Still make time for you without him. Take trips. Do things on your own. Don't make your entire life about your relationship because you'll be upset when he doesn't. Oh, a hundred and I felt this so much. And this is not just I'm not just gonna speak. We spoke about this. Yeah, we did. But we're gonna speak about it again. Yes. (laughs) Um, it's not just about like hetero relationships, like this is just an overall romantic relationship, period. Period. Stop. I think your relationship should be a priority, yes. Is it your only priority? No. No. It's very important for me in a relationship that my partner has their own goals and own things that they want to achieve outside of us. Right. Because at the end of the day, God forbid, if this relationship ends tomorrow, what, what you else have? do you still have going on? What will you have? But a relationship. <sighs> you get what I'm saying? Like, a lot of people be they get into a relationship and it's very like it needs high to be school. merged into your entire life yes and i like i hate that for two reasons like i feel like one it's like we can no longer hang out anymore like you have to bring that person with you mm-hmm. and then two like what if me and that person creates like some type of connection mm-hmm. now once you're done with them i have to be done with them too like how exactly you know so no, definitely yeah. like maintain that sense of individuality yeah but definitely it also gets just weird when like i just find it strange when people are just all about their relationship i'm like so you don't have you never had a life before this relationship you never knew what love is like it's very confusing to me like me i'm a person that i have different groups of friends and i value my friends relationships as as much as i value my romantic partner like i said in a, in a relationship yes my relationship is a priority in my life. Right. But it's not going to be my sole priority. You know what I mean? Like you, can, you can give your energy and things to different things and still keep your sense of self in a relationship. I, oftentimes, most it's so disgusting. And, I, and this is probably why very I... Very disgusting. I avoided relationships for a very long time is because I felt as though 
me being in a relationship, I'm going to lose a part of myself. I mean, you do. But I felt like, but like, I didn't want to. Like, I felt like in those those situations of people that wanted to date me and wanted to be in a relationship, like, I was really going to lose a part of myself and and they wanted me to transform into this entirely different person. And I'm just like, I can't be that. And that's what I, I was saying. My whole self and that's what I was saying. Like when you meet these people and they show you who they are or you know who they are, they are that. They Leave are them that. alone and if it doesn't align with ladies, you. Y'all young ladies, carry on. young women, you meet and let me tell you something. This is me speaking from my experience of like always wanting to be, you know, when I was outside messing around with these street niggas, blah, blah, blah. They're just fun and they're just that. Stop thinking you're going to change these street niggas unless you're willing to willing to be his motherfucking trap queen please trap queen goddess you should right you should just keep (laughs) it to him as we just having fun he's just the guy that i like to have fun with whatever 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 i feel like women but this also kind of also relates back to last week's episode of like black women and dating down and stuff like that just because like they really be accepting a bunch of fucking bullshit they be thinking that oh he's gonna change he's gonna me. change I'm gonna have his baby he's gonna change he's when gonna he said he did not want, when he said he did not want the baby he, and you decided to keep it you knew what was gonna he's be he's not gonna take care of that baby babe it's up and it's stuck and that's just what it is like he he said he was not ready to be a father and you pushed it out still so what now like you have to what exactly do you want to happen now a lot of yeah a lot of the advice was um. Very actually, like it wasn't ignorant at all. It was spot on. Yeah, another tweet was like, "We will do anything for a woman we want to be with." If you if you got a call, if you always got to call him um, out on something he doesn't do, he never intended to do it from the jump. Point blank and period. Like it's just simple shit. Simple math, just add it up. It's simple math, and like I said, I know this. Like I said, I speak from experience of like. Drinking from the dumb bitch juice, of <laughs> <laughs> like ignoring. I think that's the name of the episode, <laughs> dumb bitch juice episode. <laughs> yeah, because I've like been guilty of that. Of like, oh, but like I really enjoy his company and his and his personality. Like me, I'm a sucker for for personality, just as am I. Right, and so like for me, I'm just like, oh, but he's just such a good vibe. But he has all these other red flags. I just so happen to be blood. So it's just, like, it's just really nuts. But as you get older, you really can't avoid them shits because the you red up, flags is real. Because you end up wasting time with people that in situations that is never going anywhere. Never. Like ever. ever. And you don't get these years back. You don't. So don't be stupid. So don't stupid. be stupid. Yeah, that's what I say. Speaking of stupid, let's get into our check yourself portion of the show. This is where we check bitches. Um, this week, I have three whores that I want to check. <laughs> Line them up. Tammy Debney, Erica Debney, and Rodnica Debney. Tammy is 48. Yes, Erica is 46, and Rodnica is 27. These little whores went to fucking Chile in Louisiana and attacked fucking Kelsey Wallace, a 17-year-old waitress at the restaurant who simply told these monkeys to fucking <laughs> put on their fucking mask. Hold on, was Kelly white? 
No. Oh, okay. She black too. Oh, okay. She told them to put on their mask and that she um has to like wait to seat everyone because of like the social distancing requirement. Y'all bitches are so fucking ignorant sometimes. And they attacked her for doing her fucking job. God forbid, because we're not in the middle of a fucking pandemic. These animals, these three this? animals, it's fucking out? Louisiana, oh. mm. Baton Rouge. Ooh. That's the ghetto. Yeah, and these ghetto whores showed their fucking asses. What was like, fucking chili? Really busted her fucking face. Like, that's the crazy part. Oh my because gosh. she told them the rules. She's 17. It's three of them. They jumped her. And what's crazy about all this, too, is, and I think it needs to be said, is, like, y'all people who work at these ghetto establishments <laughs> or these corporate establishments with ghetto fucking people oh, God. y'all need to read the room and you can't be risking your life for these jobs because they busted her face management didn't do anything everybody in the but fucking store nobody did anything hell no would you but i'm saying <laughs> I'm no security no nothing you're the manager you're telling Listen. her to enforce these rules she's getting attacked you're not gonna try to like get her out of the situation you gotta know your demographic job yeah so they definitely get to check yourself for the week like I feel like this is just completely inappropriate like she's 17 years old she's just doing her fucking job also it's just very ignorant too she's trying to protect the fucking restaurant this is the same thing as the fucking airplane wars yes and like all this shit oddly enough like sometimes when I go in certain stores on 125th like people really be cutting up when they ask them to put on a mask like it's not that deep what the fuck is wrong with y'all it's not that deep are we not in a pandemic it's not like come on like what is like at this point mask is the new norm so why are you fucking so offended that why are you acting so shocked like come on come on like what the fuck is wrong with y'all now I will say that niggas people's uh customer service skills and like and how they choose to c- c- communicate that have been like a subpar bit, yeah it has been a bit like eh, like you could have said that in a, a nicer nice tone, way yeah but at the end of the day like child. she told you to put on your fucking mask because of social distancing yeah like bitch put on the fucking now mask. you're facing aggravated second degree battery charges all the fucking chilies like it's <laughs> never that deep yeah. ever like y'all bitches are disgusting I like not. it's ugh but that closes out our episode Woo! this week um thank you so much for listening yeah tell a friend to tell a friend to, to follow us check us out and you know see you next week bye bye, bye. Came over, this is checkers, baby. You was playing <laughs>